Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Tonight, I want to minister just for a brief moment on, on God's way, God's way. There's other ways, but, but we want God's way. Amen? God's way of increase. We want to talk about God's way of increase. I, I was, I'm battling, I'm not lost for words, but I got something that I wrote down last night around 5.40 a.m. in the morning. And I'm wondering, well, I'll go ahead and do part of it. Is that all right? This is what I wrote down. God said, my people are in trouble concerning finances. This is what I heard this morning at 540. I wrote down as much as I could. Uh, My people are in trouble concerning finances because of their attitude. Because of their attitude. Generosity is a part of discipleship growth. Generosity is a part of discipleship growth. Giving is first spiritual before it's financial. The Bible says more about money than any other topic in the Bible except one topic, and that's the kingdom. The Bible talks about money, finances, more than any other topic in the whole scripture other than the kingdom. Over 2,000 verses, over 2,000 scriptures. Are you listening to me? Over over 2,000 scriptures are related to finances. And so I just began to ask God, what is is the real connection about giving and finances? And I've come to this conclusion that if we could get our finances right, we probably can eliminate 90% of the things that potentially can stress us out. If we can just get this, this money thing correct. And part of the challenge in the church is that we have allowed the world to dictate to us how we are to view and to how we are to have and embrace an attitude toward finances. You know, the world will say all kind of crazy things. All the church want is your money. All the, you know, you're giving your money, you're giving it to that man. And I mean, and we embrace those philosophies from the world in the barbershop and the beauty shop. You know, some backslidden cousin or, you know, some unsaved auntie, you know, uh, uh, trying to put down the word of God and the things of God and, and, uh, and the things that, that enables the word of God and the gospel to go forward. The enemy works overtime to try to get us to embrace the wrong attitude about finances. And with that wrong attitude, it causes us to operate with insufficiency, with lack, and just barely making it living from paycheck to paycheck. And that's not the will of God for you as a man, as a woman of God. Jesus paid a price so that you can live the God kind of life, and that's the abundant life. Blessed to be a blessing. Having said that, let's go to the first book of Moses, the first book of the Pentateuch, chapter 8. Chapter 8. 
the first book of the Bible, chapter 8. And let's look together at verse, I want to look at verse 22. Because everything in the kingdom works by seed time and harvest. Say that with me. Everything in the kingdom works by seed time and harvest. Only God can bring the increase. You and I have to sow the seed, but only God can bring the increase. It's just like in the natural. Uh, you and I, we have to put the seed in the ground, but it, but it, is, it is the law that has been given to the earth that causes the seed to produce. Your job is to put the seed in the ground. It's the ground's responsibility to cause the harvest. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? It's our responsibility to hear from God and sow, and it's God's responsibility to bring the harvest, to multiply it. So when we do our part, we know God will do his part. Amen? Well, you're in uh, Genesis chapter 8. Look at verse 22. It says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. So God says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest will always be in our midst. Glory to God. As a matter of fact, in Genesis, I think Genesis chapter 4 is where we see where the first act of worship was, was ever mentioned in the Bible, and that first act of worship was giving. The first act of worship was giving. And now we're in Genesis chapter 8, and this is the second act in the Bible of worship, where God is consulting with Noah. And Noah's first act to God in his, and, he, and God preserving him and his family he, he worships God with his substance. Are you listening to me? So, so real, real quick, just back up to Genesis 4. I believe it's 4. Yes, Genesis 4. Uh, look at verse number, number, number 3. And in the process of time it came to pass, the king brought an offering of, of the fruit of the ground. Who did he bring it to? To the Lord. In verse 4, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their uh, fatlings. And the Lord respected Abel's, Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very uh, angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why, why are you angry? So, so why are you angry that you don't have enough? You, you don't have enough because you're not doing what God has told you to do when it comes to the sowing process. If you'll do what God told you to do in the sowing process, I'm telling you, increase will be automatic. Somebody ought to say amen. Now, put up my first nugget. Amen. I don't want to lose my title as a nugget, man. So put up my first nugget. Maybe that's why my wife named our dog Nugget. He's gone on somewhere. He's transitioned. But, but at any rate, don't want to cause no tears. Uh, ready? God, come on, read with me. God put certain laws in the universe that operate for our benefit. God put these laws in the universe to operate for our benefit. Look, nugget number two, we got to go quick now. 
Nugget number two, the seed time and harvest principle is a way of life. Nugget number three, nugget number three, out of the harvest, ooh, this is good, comes the seed. And out of the seed time comes the harvest. Boy, that's good. Nugget number four, don't eat all of your seed. That's why some of you are in lack and you're struggling is, you know, God brought the seed and you ate it all up. I remember a situation and I don't want to say too much. People connect the dots. But uh, uh, there was uh, some people that my wife come into the knowledge of. It was supposed to come into a reasonable amount of money. And it should, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be a continuation of coming and coming. And, and when it first came in and I found out what they did, I told my wife, I said, they're going to dry it up. She said, what do you I said, because the first thing they should have done was honor God. And uh, uh, it wasn't long after that. My wife came back to me. She said, you know, I don't know you prophet of God or whatever. She said, but it happened just like you said. It happened just like you said. You see, if you'll put God first, God promised certain things that he'll do for you. Can somebody say amen? So don't eat up all your seed. So when the seed come, don't indulge yourself by putting it all on you. Ask God what to do with it. Nugget number five. When you sow the incorruptible seed of God's word, it will produce in your life. When you sow, it will produce in your life. As a matter of fact, everything that is happening in your life right now is a result of the seeds that we've been sowing. And I'm going to prove it to you with the word of God. Nugget number six. You are responsible, oh my, for the sowing. You are responsible for the sowing, for the watering, for the fertilizing and protecting of the seed. You are responsible. You're responsible to sow it. You're responsible to water it, to fertilize it and to protect it. And God's responsibility is to make sure that when you when you sow it, when you water it, when you fertilize it, when you protect it, it is God's responsibility to multiply it. Oh, my. Nugget number seven. Nugget number seven. Sow by faith and expect increase. That's not ungodly. That's a godly attitude. To sow with an expectation that you're going to receive. Come on. Increase. Come on, church, that you're going to receive increase. I'm thinking about a farmer. Why does he go out and, and till the soil and put seed in the ground? Why does he do that? He does that with the expectation, the motivation. Matter of fact, some of you perhaps have driven out in the country or on the backside of the city and you've seen farmers out there sometimes one, two in the morning, them big combines, and they got lights on out there. And, and you look out there and say, man, why is that guy out there by himself at one or two or three in the morning? Dust is flying. And I mean, he's just he's just going down the roads and doing what he's doing. And you're wondering, what is his motivation? His motivation is harvest. And that's why we give. And it's not ungodly to give without expectation. As a matter of fact, it's ungodly to give without expectation. As a matter of fact, the motivation, part of the motivation is giving is because we know we're going to get a return. 
The only reason people invest is because they believe that if they invest a dollar, that wherever they invest it, it'll turn at least to two dollars. That's the motivation. Well, that should be our motivation. No, we not we don't give to get, but we do give so that we can walk in great blessings so that we can be a blessing. Can somebody say amen to this truth? So seed time and harvest is a principle. It is, it is a way of life. Let me back up. One such law is that seed time and harvest, if it is the law of receiving God's abundance so that you can give with all liberality. Every time a minister or a true ministry of God has a need. I'm believing God. My wife and I, we're in agreement that wherever there's a ministry that is really doing the work of the kingdom and there's a financial need, we're believing God that we'll be able to participate in the making that happen because it's a law that what you make happen for somebody else, God is responsible to make it happen for you. That's why you need to sow into this ministry. If this ministry has been blessing your life, it's blessing your family, uh, blessing your children, blessing your grandchildren, then, then you have a responsibility uh, to, to sow into this fertile soil, not so that you can continually be blessed, but so that others, hallelujah, that will be there for them like we've been there for you. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Wow. So out of the harvest comes the seed. Out of the harvest comes the seed. Listen to this. The provision for seed time is found in the harvest. And the provision for the harvest is found in the seed time. Boy, that's a whole lot said there. I'll say it one more time. The provision for seed time is found in the harvest. And the provision for the harvest is found in seed time. Good God of mercy. So out of the harvest comes the seed. Out of the harvest comes the seed. You can, listen, you can apply this law of seed time and harvest to every area, to every aspect of your life. Any area that you want to see change, put a seed on it. You can apply this principle. This, this principle of seed, time, and harvest. You can apply this principle to any area of your life. Then let's look at Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. I don't think we're going to use any other chapter and verse tonight. Maybe one. But look at Galatians chapter 6. Remember now, you can apply this law, this law of seed, time, and harvest to every aspect of your life. Listen to me carefully. I said you can apply it to any and every aspect of your life. Seed, time, and harvest. If you want to see something change, then put a seed on it. Now, if you want it to change, you can't put the same seed you've been putting in the ground. If you want to see something change, you got to change the seed. Are you listening to me? I mean, if, if, if you're wanting confusion and fussing and cussing to stop, you know, uh, permeating your, your family, your marriage uh, 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 in your house, then, then stop sowing the seed. Then, then stop sowing the seed. Are you listening to me? Everything that's manifesting in your life is a result of the seed you've been sowing. 
If, you are, if you're poor, it's because of your seed. Are you listening to me? If you're sick, you can't be getting on the phone gossiping, girl. I tell you, uh, you know, it seems like any time something happens, any kind of disease, I get it. Seems like as soon as, you know, the, a cold spell come in, I always get a cold. You, those are seeds. You, you can't plant seeds of sickness and expect to be healed. No, you got you to sow seeds that by the stripes of Jesus that I'm healed. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my infirmities. And by his stripes, I walk in divine hell. Are you listening to me? I don't care what it looks like, what other folks are saying. I will have what the word of God says about my life. Look at Galatians 6. Ooh, God. Are you in Galatians chapter 6? Look at verse number 7. Now, this is a dangerous passage of scripture, but it's the truth. Your Bible says, do not be deceived. God's not lying. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Listen to it in the, uh, in the living translation. Galatians 6, 7. It says, don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. A man will always reap just the kind of crop he sows. Good God of mercy. Let's, let's let, look, look at the next verse. In the live, I want this living translation. Look what it goes on to say. We just were, uh, read verse 7, right? Listen to it. Listen to it as we continue in verse 8. If he sows to please his own wrong desires, he will be planting seed of evil, and he will surely reap a harvest of spiritual decay and death. But if he plants the good things of the spirit, he will reap the everlasting life which the Holy Spirit gives him. And let us not get tired of doing what is right. I know you can be persecuted today for doing what's right. And and I agree with you. Sometimes it looks like the more you do right, the further behind you get. But don't, don't, don't be deceived by that. If God said it, he's going to bring it to pass. Sometimes it looked like the, the crooks are, are, you know, getting all of the goods and, you know, getting all the fruit and getting their promotions and, 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 you know, got the advantage and, you know, got five or six vacation houses and, you know, they're slinging bricks and, and selling cheese and, and you're trying to do right. And the devil jumps on your shoulder and say, you fool. And God says, don't, 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 don't be, be, don't be fooled by that. Look at this. He says, don't, don't get tired of doing what is right. For after a while, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't get discouraged and give up. So tonight, the word to you is don't give up. Don't allow your heart to become discouraged. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, do not quit. Come on, say it. I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. Glory to God. And the Bible says that if you don't faint, if you don't quit, God says you're going to reap. Amen. In due season. Can somebody get happy over that? Now, look at Proverbs chapter four. We're almost finished. Matter of fact, we could go home on that and it's enough. Proverbs chapter four. Don't be deceived. Don't let the devil fool you. 
Don't allow this world system to fool you. God says, whatsoever a man sow, that shall he also reap. Are you in Proverbs chapter 4? Look at verse number 23. Verse number 23. Look what it says. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence. I'm reading from the New King James. Uh, your, Your wording may be a little different, but we'll end up at the same place. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. So God says, keep your heart free from offense. Why? Because your heart is like a field. Your heart is like a field. I said your heart is like a field. And and you don't want your heart to get contaminated. Why? Because it won't be able to produce the kind of harvest that you want in your life. You, you want you want good God of mercy. You want your seed to go into good soil. You don't want stony ground. You don't want thorny ground. Good God of mercy. You want good ground. So to have good ground of your soil, of your heart, you have to guard your heart from offense. You can't hold unforgiveness. You can't walk around being angry and mad at the world. And treating people like they owe you something. People don't owe you anything. You owe yourself to do the word of God. You owe it to yourself to do the word of God. And if you'll faithfully do the word of God, God says you'll reap a harvest. Glory to God. That will bless your life. Is this helping anybody? So when you sow the incorruptible seed of God's word into your heart, it will produce in your life. It will produce in your life. It will produce. So when you sow, who get this? When you sow, don't sow without reaping on your mind. Don't sow without reaping on your mind. I like it this way. Don't sow without expectation. If I sow the good word of God, if I sow what God and the Holy Spirit has directed me to sow, I have a right to expect a justifiable return. Good God of mercy. This is good. Let's go to Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one. That's right after uh, right after the books of Moses, Joshua chapter one, familiar passage of scripture, verse number eight. Look what God said to you. I, I want you to see this. I said, look what God said to you. No, I'm not talking about Joshua. Joshua already know what God said and he obeyed it. But, but, but it's, it's our turn. Look what God said to Joshua and to you. Look what God, look what God said to Joshua and to us. Look, look at verse eight. Look, look what he said. He said, this book of the law, Steve, and call your name, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate, Steve, in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you, Steve, will make your way prosperous, Steve, and then you will, Steve, have good success. Oh, my. So God says, not only Plant the seed of the word, but water it, meditating, muttering, speaking it around, talking about it, meditating on it, thinking about it, speaking it out of your mouth, speaking until it resonates in your heart. Glory to God. 
And God says, and when you do that, you'll make, you, will make your, you will make your way prosperous. When you obey the word of God, when you obey the spirit of God, God says, you will make your way prosperous and you'll cause yourself to have good success. So for the word of God to say good success, that means you can have bad success. Oh, you got money, but you lost your family. Oh, I mean, you can buy anything you want, but you got holes in your gut. You, you, can, you can eat a steak, but your stomach can't contain it. I mean, you got money, you rolling in the dough, but on the inside, you're all mad. That's bad success. I, I mean, you, I mean you, you got the money, but, but don't nobody like you. You don't have any friends. I mean, you done stepped over everybody, you know, try, tr- trying to get to the top. You done lied and cheat, cook and struck and, and, and any other kind of crooked way to, to try to get to the top. And you got to a certain measure where you call the top. But, but look, at all, look, look at all the collateral damage. But God says, if you'll do it my way, and you, you'll, you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. God is saying, if you'll do what I tell you to do, I'll bring you to the promised land. You don't have to sacrifice your family. You won't have to sacrifice your, your values, your morals. You, you don't have to suck up to nobody. And if you're going to do any sucking up, if you're a professional suck up, suck up to God. Wow. <laughs> Glory to God. I done made two people mad. But at any rate, hallelujah, I, don't, I won't take it back. Is, is this blessing you? So, so let's go back to our foundational verse of scripture and we'll end tonight. And let's go back to Galatians chapter six. Galatians chapter six. Galatians chapter six. And let's look at verse seven again. Ready? Read. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, for whatever a man sows, oh God, for whatever a man sows, that means you don't get something you didn't sow. Oh God, there's nothing happening in your life that you didn't sow for. Because it can't manifest without a seed. So for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Is this good? That, that he, that, that's what he'll reap. Sow by faith and expect increase. So you sow by faith and expect increase. Whether, whether you're sowing tangible or intangible, it will produce a harvest in your life. Whether it's tangible or intangible, it will produce a harvest in your life. Now, the things about weeds is weeds will grow without planting. You ever notice that? I, I mean, if you don't do what you need to do for success, I mean, your life will just automatically by itself get all jacked up. You just have weeds everywhere. I mean, I mean if, if you don't take care of what God has given you and become a good steward over it, you, you notice weeds that just come up everywhere. And, 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 and sometimes, even when you're taking care of your lawn, you, you wake up, you know, one morning and, and you got weeds out in, in your yard, dandelions or whatever, and, and you got to go get some, you got to go get some weed killer. And that's what the word of God will do. Oh, God, the word of God will kill all the weeds that's trying to come up around your harvest and choke out your harvest. Somebody ought to get happy tonight. Say this with me. Everything I sow reproduces in like kind. 
Say it again. Everything I sow reproduces in like kind. So, so the good seed must be planted and cared for and mixed with faith. The harvest will surely come. Everything I sow will reproduce in like kind. What are you saying? When you sow, you won't reap something similar. When you sow, you, you won't reap something similar. No, you'll, you'll reap the like kind. In other words, you won't sow a corn and, and reap something that looks like a corn, but it's not a corn. I mean, it has the similarities, but that's not a corn. No, if you sow corn, guess what you're going to reap? You're going to reap corn. If you sow green beans, guess what you're going to harvest? Green beans. If you sow wheat, guess what you're going to reap? You're going to reap a harvest of wheat. Come on to me. If you plant tomatoes, guess what you're going to reap? You're going to reap tomatoes. If you plant love, guess what you're going to reap? You're going to reap love. If you plant being a friend, guess what you're going to reap? You're going to reap having friends. And guess what you're going to reap if you sow finances? You're going to reap finances. Glory to God. You're going to reap like kind, not something similar, like kind. And what I love about it, you won't, if you sow a seed, you don't reap just a seed back. Because when God touches it, it multiplies. Glory to God. So when it, when the harvest come, God says, there'll be enough for you to eat and there'll be still enough for you to plant. So if you keep planting while you're eating, it'll be a continuous cycle. That's when the Bible says, as a man has purpose in his heart, so let him sow. But know this, if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. What is that saying? That is saying, if you sow sporadically, which is sparingly, the Bible says that you'll reap a sporadic harvest. But if you sow bountifully, what does that mean? Every opportunity you get to sow, I mean, you're putting it in the ground. And so you can expect a continuous, always abounding harvest coming into your life. Every which way you turn, something's happened for your good. All because of the seeds that you've been planting. So God says, don't be deceived. If you plant corn, you're going to get corn. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Jacob. You all remember Jacob? And uh, uh, he was, uh, his, his, uh, his daddy Isaac was coming to the end. And he wanted to bless his, his elder son Esau. You remember that? And, and uh, 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 Jacob and his mother got in collusion or in cahoots and, and uh, 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 came up with a game plan to get the blessing that belonged to Esau to get it on Jacob. You, you all remember that? And, and, and Jacob w- went and put hair on himself and, uh, uh, you know, tried to make himself look like and feel like, uh, feel like his brother. So when he came in to get the blessing, his daddy put his hands on his wrist and all on his forearm and, and felt the hair. And he thought it was Esau, but it was Jacob. And so in reality, yeah, I know he wanted the blessing, but but Jacob tricked his daddy for the blessing. So 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 Jacob so, sowed a bad seed of trickery. Come on uh, with his daddy. Yes. Notice uh, later on, uh, Jacob gets tricked by his uncle. A Laban, because he, 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 wanted, he wanted Laban's a youngest daughter, Rachel. Come on now. 
And 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 I don't know, I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of wine they were drinking or what kind of blunt they were smoking or whatever, but but I know they threw a party, and it's clear that uh, Jacob kind of lost his senses because when he laid in bed thinking he was laying in bed with his wife or Rachel, he woke up the next morning and found out that it wasn't Rachel, that his uncle had tricked him, that that it was Leah, the oldest girl. So why did that happen? He got tricked because he put on a trick. He, he tricked his daddy and he got tricked. Because whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And I'm here today to tell you that God, God's way of increase is seed time and harvest. And if you'll ever allow yourself to get the right attitude about finances, about money, and sowing it to the work of the Lord, if you ever get your heart right concerning that, and don't let some backslidden, non-church attending, uh, uh, wrong Bible quoting person in the barbershop tell you what you ought to give and tell you how you ought to walk and tell you how you ought to perceive the Word of God. How can somebody tell you about the Word of God and they don't even read it? So if you'll put down those lies that you've heard over the years about money and grab the mindset of God about money in that if you sow, God says you shall also reap. And I prophesy over you tonight that if you'll get your attitude right about sowing and reaping, your days of lack, your days of being in Lodabar are over because Jesus Christ have already come and he died and paid a price so that you and I could have life and that we might have it more abundantly. I charge you tonight, after hearing this word, I don't know anything else you can do as a believer, but so. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.